Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacy, and today we're finally doing it. We're getting back into Child's Play. We're talking about 1991's Child's Play 3, the weakest entry in the series. Presto, your ball. I'm joined by our Child's Play correspondent, Nick Emont. Glad to be back with you and our and our friends Andy and Charles. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know it it wasn't wasn't their best showing, but it's no. still 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 good to see them nonetheless. Yeah, you know I always like to hear uh, Chucky doing his one liners. There there were quite a few in this movie. Like I was surprised. Oh, it's just still keep, get still keeps fresh. More and more insane with the one liners. But yeah, we just watched Child's Play three. I don't think it's very good. What did you think? It of of all the movies I have ever watched, it was one of them. Mm, like yes. it was, it was something. Definitely not my favorite out of the three. I think that no. I mean, I think it was a little little predictable. I think they've got their formula down. Um, yeah. Didn't deviate from it much, but overall, uh, an, an okay movie at best. From here on out, there's a lot of deviations. So that's the good news. Fair enough. I'm still waiting for them to go into space. Oh, me too. Me too. That'll be a great day. Uh, Well, the point of this podcast is we're here to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies, including ones with killer dolls. Uh, You can check out our current list of 55 rules on our Twitter account, at HowToHorror. That's how the number two horror. So we're going to go through the plot of this movie, beat by beat, decision by decision, to see if we need to add any new rules to our list for Child's Play 3. So spoiler alert for Child's Play 3, but you don't need to watch this one. Who cares? (laughs) I agree. Uh, anything else before we get started here? No, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, and neither could the creators of this movie, at least Apparently, creatively. Yeah. All right, let's get into the plot of Child's Play 3, as much as it is. The movie begins with the cleaning up of the good guy doll factory from the end of the second movie. Turns out, for eight years now, they've just stopped production on these dolls because of all the bad publicity they got with a little kid claiming a doll was possessed and murdered a bunch of people. That's fair. And apparently didn't clean up for eight years, you mm-hmm. know, just just letting all the plastic hang out for a bit. Yep. But they take the actual Chucky doll, which is still oozing blood, and it gets into, like, the batter, the plastic, melted plastic that they're going to use to make them more dolls. Somehow brings Chucky's soul with it, and so when they make a doll, it's Chucky. The first doll they make is Chucky. It was something else. It was, if if anything, it might be the one semi-creative moment of of the movie yeah so chucky's got a brand new body so the good guy company uh they finally decided like hey i think we can start making these again i think the public's forgotten about it it's been eight years let's start making these again um and this is this company is run by mr sullivan he's back from the second movie he's the ceo of the company businessman that that's the best way to describe him and i think that's also our first bad decision of the movie is Thinking like you know, killer killer doll. Maybe maybe we'll put that one to bed. But corporate greed, you know, capitalism gets to us once again. You know, yes. You know, technically, you could say this is a, a rule violation of uh, rule forty four. Don't get greedy. I think that's a perfect way to put it. At the same time, I don't really blame them. Like, because there was never any real proof of this killer doll. I guess sure. So you know, they took a break, start making it again. I, I don't really fault them for doing it. 
mm-hmm. they maybe they were a little greedy, but at the same time, maybe you know they didn't have all the evidence they had to make the make the claim substantiated. I'd say minor violation of the rule. Minor violation. There you go. Um, so the first doll is presented to Mister Sullivan as like a present. Uh, unfortunately, this is Chucky, which he brings back to his apartment. Which I already saw two other. Uh, good guy dolls hanging out in there, so edging on becoming a collector, which I guess is okay when you're the uh, the CEO of the company. He can afford it. It's still kind of creepy. It's a little creepy. The juxtaposition between like all of his modern furniture and the train track going around his <laughs> ceiling is kind of jarring, and I don't know how it's anything but nightmare fuel. Yeah, but to to each their own. Like yeah, he's man. he's a grown ass man. He can if he, he, wants he wants to play with trains and dolls, you know. He can play with trains and dolls. By all means. So he's watching TV, playing a little golf in his uh, room, doesn't notice that Chucky has gotten out of the box. But then Chucky pours marbles all over the floor, so Mr. Sullivan trips and falls. Classic. How did these marbles spill, Mr. Sullivan? You know, they they just did, didn't hear it, and, uh, you know, just walking, walking along nonetheless, and... And all the toys just start activating and, like, flying and driving themselves at him. Mr. Sullivan, rule number one... You might be in a horror movie. <laughs> you might, you might be. You're, you're only on your first drink after a hard day of work. You know. Yeah. I, I think it's fair to say you're not hallucinating yet, unless Chucky like roofied you. Now there is a horror movie called Demonic Toys. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's not very good. But what year did it come out? Uh, Demonic Toys came out 1992. So this would have been after Child's Play. Okay, so uh, well, I'll give him the pass there. Yep. He didn't he didn't make it to the theater yet to yep. watch Demonic Toys. I think that one was straight to video. Maybe that that's that is completely fair. It sounds like a movie that you would watch for two dollars on demand. Yes, uh, and even that might be a little too high. It's very fair. Chucky ends up being with the golf club, and I think that there's there's no denying it, Mr. Sullivan. You were in a horror movie. It is time to follow rule number eleven. Get out. Get out. Get the fuck out of your creepy apartment. <laughs> Go somewhere where there are less children toys. And he's going to do it slowly. Like, so slow. He's like, oh, my God. I'm going to move. I'm an old man, so I'm going to move very slowly. Which they reiterated, like, eight times yeah. with him, like, holding his back, going, like, oh, my God. You I'm know, so old I'm, and slow. I'm above 35 years old. Like, I have back pain when I get off the couch. Rule 28. Run, bitch, run. Run, bitch. What? Please get out. Please don't look around confused. Just know fucking something's going on. Like it's time for you to get out. But so Chucky starts throwing darts at him, which makes him like slowly start crawling away. Like did this sever his spinal cord? A- apparently, like it hit right in between, like I don't know, like two of his lumbar vertebrae, and just completely paralyzed him because one one dart and Sullivan was down. Not a good look for our boy, Sully. You know, I'm not going to make this a rule, but uh, just in, in life, don't be a little bitch. Yeah, how about do do a few more uh, do a few more workouts in the gym, you know, build up those lower back muscles so a single uh, a single dart doesn't pierce all the way to your spinal cord might be, uh, might be a fair statement here. You know what? And that is rule 49, exercise. Oh, well, there we see. I should have caught up on the rules before this. <laughs> exercise. I don't care if you're, you know... Closing in on your AARP card, and uh, you're going to retire soon. Get in the gym a few days a week. You know, do some crunches. Do a few squats. Like, if you were a little more agile here, Sully, 
Yeah, you could be alive. You could be on the podcast right now with us. Yeah, yeah. We could be interviewing you about how you fought off the killer doll. He tries to get help by going to his phone, but Chucky just strangles him to death with a yo-yo. Chucky's doll. How can you not throw him off of you? I don't know. Like I, I, I. During these movies, I always try and think of what strength. Like, how does Chucky have this? Not how, but how much strength does Chucky have? Just some. Like some. Sometimes, like someone can kick him off a building or like kick him, kick him off a tower, no problem. Other times, he strangles a 180 pound man without issue. Exercise. Exercise. Someone know, was skipping arm out, day, not right? just leg day. And, and he's, you know, he's got a problem. Uh, so eventually he gets strangled to death, and Chucky uses his computer to find out where Andy Barkley, our hero from the first two movies, winner of the Randy Meeks Merit Badge from the second movie, is. It's eight years later, and he's Andy's been bounced around from foster home to foster home, and has finally been sent to, just uh, recently been sent to military school, Kent Military Academy, which would be my worst nightmare. Yeah, it does not look look like the most fun in the world. No, 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 no. Uh, so Andy arrives and goes to meet the the leader of this fine institute, Colonel Cochran, who is just standard colonel. You're, I mean, if if you can picture what a movie colonel looks like in your head, you've just about got got his character down. These are some stock ass characters. Yes. Then we also meet Sergeant Botnick, who is the the barber of the academy. He's played by Andrew Robinson, who is the villain in the first Dirty Harry movie. He's the uh, Gemini killer, kind of like the Zodiac killer, Gemini killer. And he's also in the very first Hellraiser. Uh, Plays a lot of villains, a lot of creeps. So he is probably my favorite character in this movie, even though he only has three scenes. I'm with you. Even though he only has three scenes, it feels like he's in a lot more just because of the presence he brings. He seems to get off on giving haircuts. He's got to be on a list somewhere. Oh, yeah. Somewhere he's not disclosed that, you know, he has gotten arrested at least twice for peeing in a playground. Yeah. You know, I guess we can't prove this, but rule three, for, uh, do your damn job for the academy. Maybe do a little stronger <laughs> background check. I'd, I'd be strong. You know, run a criminal check. You know, make sure these guys aren't secret pedophiles. Yeah. Or, you know, but then again... Maybe he just has a kink. Maybe he just likes, you know, likes haircuts. Then again, be. then again, I would, I would hope he only gets off giving haircuts to adults. Like yep. if you're, when you're giving them off to children, I think you're yep. crossing a different line. Yep. Guys, but I creep. agree. Creep, do your job. Uh, Kent Military School. But yeah, he he's just kind of a wacky character, um, and brings some life into this otherwise lifeless film. He gives me very strong janitor from scrubs vibes <laughs> <laughs> kind of the oddball character not in every scene but but the ones that he is in is memorable yep at the same time we meet uh, a little a little kid and he's probably like eight uh tyler all the characters of this movie go by their last names um but this little kid tyler is at the academy he's probably the youngest kid there and he just gets his haircut while andy's waiting to get his and a commercial for the new good guy dolls comes on and Tyler's so excited, and Andy's like, PTSD time, baby. Yes, he definitely starts having, like, flashbacks yeah. and a little a little flash sweats. Yeah, which, you know, makes it works with the, the military theme a little sure. bit. Sure, yeah. So Andy moves into his room, and his roommate is this nerdy kid named Whitehurst, who is like kind of the butt monkey of the Academy. Everyone picks yeah. on him. And when we first meet Whitehurst, he's been tied up in the closet. <laughs> a very A very classic nerd move as well. Nonetheless, being tied up by a superior. Yep. So Whitehurst kind of just like a nerd, a little bit cowardly. Um, that's the type of character he is. 
And then we meet Cadet Lieutenant Colonel Sheldon, who is the leader of the kids. He He's in charge of all the kids. Uh, this guy has seen Full Metal Jacket way too many times. He definitely seems like the 16-year-old who has watched a lot of military movies and, like, gets real hard about being being a cool guy, cool guy adult. Yeah, the Arlie Ermey's drill sergeant character from Full Metal Jacket is this guy's hero. Spot on. Spot on. Uh, and that is not good. <laughs> uh, not someone who you should really aspire to be. No. But, you know. So Sheldon fucking sucks. Sheldon's a weirdo. The one redeeming thing... About Shelton is he would be a spot-on character if Toy Story did a live-action adaption of the movie, and he played Sid. He'd be perfect He'd Sid. He'd be perfect. That's <laughs> actually really funny. He's right on the mark. If only, I don't know what year Toy Story came out. 95, I think? 95. Okay, well, you know, man. If, if only his when, grandkid can do it or something. Yeah, there we go. Somewhere somewhere in his lineage, we'll have to, have to do it in the future. <laughs> so he harasses Andy and Whitehurst, and then we're introduced to uh, De Silva, uh, one of the female cadets, who's badass girl who can do anything, uh, talking shit, talking shit, calls him an asshole to his face. The drill sergeant doubles down. She's like, "Called you an asshole, sir." <laughs> Has to do push-ups, but can do them no problem. She's just badass. I don't know how she does two one-handed push-ups. Yeah. I don't even think I could do. I couldn't even dream about doing one. Oh no, no, absolutely not. So Tyler, this little kid, he is ordered to deliver a package to Andy. And he accidentally drops it down the stairs when someone bumps into him and it rips open. Oh no, it's a good guy doll. Oh just god. What, just what he was nutting over earlier on the TV. So Tyler takes the doll, which is a federal offense. Chucky's going to point out later. Is that also breaking? Is there, you're going to have to remind me of our rules here. Is there one that's just... Don't break the law. Rule number four, don't be a menace. Okay, there you go. A reason why it's so early on in the list is because it's very, very easy to follow. We got that in our very first film, Halloween. If Tyler hadn't stolen this doll, he wouldn't have been involved in the horror movie probably at all. No, not at all. He would have just been an innocent bystander. Yeah, he would have been a background extra, makes it through just fine. Mm -hmm. well, he does survive the film, Tyler does, but, you know, barely. Right. Not by his own volition. No, like, no. By, by the acts of Andy, which we'll yeah. talk about later. And but... Tyler sucks, too. Tyler's terrible. Tyler sucks. Like, I I, I always want to give kids the benefit of the doubt, but at some point, you got to just say, like, fucking figure it out. Chucky bursts out of the package and starts swearing at Tyler. Rule number one, Tyler, you're <laughs> in a horror movie. You have a swearing, talking doll coming at you. But right away, right away, what does Tyler say? He's, he's He mentions something about how he only thought Chucky knew three lines, which should be also your first point of, hey, there's fucking something wrong with this doll. He's You're in a horror movie. I'm an upgraded version. Yes. But he's swearing at you, Tyler. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> but no, Tyler's like, wow, you're my new best friend. You shouldn't swear so much, though. Weirdo. You stupid-ass kid. Uh, rule number 18, Stranger Danger. Yes. At what point? At what point does a doll become? Is it once it becomes sentient? Sentient? It is now a stranger. Yeah, I'd say. So. When, once it can have coherent conversations with you, yeah. rogue you know, eyes are definitely strangers. That's very true. Um, even very though true. this is a person in a doll's body, but you know, similarly, yes. Chucky realizes, hey, I'm in a brand new body because what Chucky needs to do to get back is, is the first person he tells his name to is the person he can switch bodies with. Mm -hmm. Since he's in a brand new body, he actually doesn't need Andy anymore, so he's going to use Tyler instead, and he tells Tyler his name. Mm -hmm. Locks in, Tyler's the person he's going to switch with. 
Meanwhile, Andy is training to shoot. He's a terrible shot, and De Silva gives him a little bit of, like, tutoring. Um, and it's going to come into play later. Andy's going to learn to shoot yes. in two days. There's also a very good reason why the scene is only shot from Andy's, like, torso up. is So <laughs> you can't see his huge erection as as De Silva helps him, helps him learn how to shoot like you... Like you learn how to putt. Andy, why are you so distracted right now? Uh, uh, I don't know. It's because all of my blood is below my waist. <laughs> so Chucky and uh, Tyler get caught by the colonel, and the colonel ends up confiscating Chucky and throwing him in a dumpster. But on his way to the dumpster, Andy's doing drills outside, and he sees Cochran walking by with a Chucky doll in his head. More flashback PTSD. More, like, straight, straight away. And honestly, Andy kind of knows he's in a horror movie for a little bit. I think anytime he sees a good guy doll, he's going to assume he's in a horror movie. He's got to, which probably means, you know, his entire life from now on is is a horror movie. Yeah, that's what happens when you survive several in a row. Right. Yeah. At, at what point do you know it's just going to become a reoccurring theme for you every three to four years? Yeah, honestly, if you could make it to the third movie, at that point, you got to assume you're like a franchise mainstay. Right. Which got which has to pump you up a little bit. You're like, okay, I'm good enough to keep bringing back every few years, yep. you know. Uh, but nonetheless, you're in a horror movie. You're in a horror franchise. Yeah. So Cochran tosses Chucky in the dumpster, and the garbage truck shows to pick him up. And Chucky is like, "Hey, help me! Help! I'm stuck!" And the garbage truck driver does not shut off his truck, puts it in park, and that's it. And then climbs back into the back of the truck to help, assumedly a kid who's falling. Right. Rule number 32, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, turn off your truck. You're right. I give him credit for going going to help. I give him negative points for not turning off your truck, not taking your keys with you. You know, very basic things you do when you get out of your car, I think go double when your profession is your vehicle. Rule 10, don't panic. He panics about the thought of a kid being in the back of a garbage truck, which is fair. Yeah. But you got to turn everything off. Yeah. So he crawls in there looking around for the kid. Chucky gets out somehow mm-hmm. and crushes the garbage truck driver in his own truck. Which yeah. I also give him credit for. I don't know what he was doing or like where Chucky's soul was for these eight years in between movies. But when he comes into the new doll... He knows how to work a computer to find children, which is kind of weird. Yep. He knows how to work a dump truck or a garbage pickup truck. He is a very a very savvy doll. <laughs> yeah. So Andy's unit all finds the, the garbage truck driver dead. Andy, you were in a horror movie. Get the fuck out of here. Yep. Uh, At what point do you just say, I'm going to go live in a men- mental institution because that's inevitably a shitty life or a shittier life than being you know out in the world but at least you're theoretically more safe from the satanic doll i guess it depends on how quality of life like yeah. is it even worth living or do you just risk being more open and risk doll attacks but you're at least leaving a better life that is a question we can't give you the answer for that maybe they will tackle it in chucky 54 yeah one can only hope. One can only hope. But rule number one for Andy, he's got to know he's in a horror movie. So Chucky hides in Andy's room, and Chucky manages to steal Andy's knife when he sets it down. Andy, rule number seven, don't leave your weapons behind. You should be locked and loaded in rule five, and just be ready for a Chucky attack. Firmly grasp it! And, and Chucky gets the drop on Andy with his own knife. Which which hurts. Like, it's it's one thing... 
you know, having your opponent get the best of you, but then with your own weapon, too, yeah, is embarrassing. Kind of a little bit of a double whammy. And Chucky's like, yeah, I don't need you anymore. Like, I can kill you, uh, and I'm going to because I, you're not getting in my way. I'm going to go get this kid, Tyler. Mm-hmm. So Andy realizes uh, he's not really safe anymore, and he wants to protect this kid, Tyler. I'd say that's fair enough because let's say Chucky gets to Tyler and does the body switch. Mm-hmm. What is he going to do next? Probably come after Andy. Does giving him a human body make Chucky stronger? Honestly, like he almost, honestly kind of seems like. I mean, he had fucking in previous movies. Even he's gotten limbs ripped off, half of his face ripped off, and he just keeps chucking along as a doll. I don't think that's going to be the case when he becomes like a seven-year-old. Yeah. Yep. But nonetheless, boy wants to be free. Like Chuck, Chuck wants to go out and do things. He wants to go and, you know, he's horned up too. We'll learn later. <laughs> we'll learn later. Like he wants to fuck. So maybe, maybe that, maybe that's the real reason why Chucky's doing all this. Probably he just really wants to get laid. Probably that honestly that tracks. It's fair. Andy follows rule number seventeen: never give up. The next thing you try might work, and he throws a shoe at Chucky. Classic. Who throws a shoe? Classic. <laughs> And he starts beating up Chucky, but then Shelton walks in. It's like, what the fuck's going on? A very confusing, to give credit to Shelton, a very confusing scene to seeing some guy just, like, straddling a doll <laughs> after, oh. after a few days in a military academy. Like, yep. you can only think so many things. Like, you've already snapped after one day? <laughs> wow. Like, get your shit together. So he confiscates the doll because he's going to send it to his little sister as a mm-hmm. present. Uh, again, rule number four, don't be menaced. Don't be stealing people's stuff. Right, this is, it's rough. Yeah, Shelton was lucky he lives as long as he did. Absolutely. So Andy gets his knife back and he goes to steal the doll. Okay, good. He's not just letting this go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chucky gets the drop on him again, but escapes when Shelton wakes up. So Andy just looks insane. The Chucky doll is missing. So there's a thief, obviously. So uh, Shelton's making them march out in the courtyard all night. Mm -hmm. A A lot of power for... A presumably teenager? Yeah, giving a 16-year-old this much power is a bad idea. A very bad idea. You're making sociopaths. <laughs> uh, Chucky goes to find Tyler, but only finds a note saying, Hey, come and find me, because Tyler wanted to play hide-and-seek earlier. Hey, how did Tyler know Chucky was going to come back right then and there? What, what was his plan? Why did he leave a note? I mean, he was right. I don't, yeah, but... I don't know if it was luck of the draw, or like if... I, I really didn't understand that scene much. Yeah, so Chucky goes off to find him with a giant fucking knife in his hand. Andy does go out to try and find Tyler and rescue him, but gets caught by Shelton trying to leave the march. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. getting beat up a little bit and mm-hmm. sent back. Gives gives Shelton a nice bop on the nose, though. Good, yeah. good to see uh, Andy with some cojones. Yeah, if you're already getting in trouble, you might as well throw up on him. Might, might as well get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> How much worse can it get? Absolutely. So Andy tries to tell Whitehurst about the whole Chucky situation, and Whitehurst doesn't buy it, because who would buy that? That's crazy. A killer doll running around? Right. I don't blame Whitehurst at all. No. Yet. So Tyler sneaks into Cochran's office. The fuck you doing, kid? Like, you're going to play hide-and-seek in the academy leader's office. Not the smartest place to go. Uh, Chucky finds him in there, and he's still holding this giant fucking knife, and Tyler doesn't address it. Tyler, you are in a horror movie. Tyler, I yeah, I, at some point, like, I, I don't know, when you're playing hide-and-seek against a doll that's come to life and is now holding a knife, like, at some point, your response to him can't be, oh, you you silly goose, like, how'd you find me? 
the fuck out of there, you child. De Silva and one of her friends sneak in because they want to know more about Andy because De Silva's got a, tr- a crush on him. So they're going to look up his personnel yep. file? Okay. That's what I do for my crushes. Yeah. I, you, you know, you go and find out as much information as you can. You break you break into your superior's office. Yep. It's a you, good idea. Oh, it, it works every time. It is an idea. And instead they find Tyler and Chucky and De Silva's just putting lipstick on him. Uh, this doesn't really go anywhere. I thought that'd be like a funny way to, for him to come back and kill her. Because like, this is for the lipstick, bitch. Right. Like, I, no. th- I thought he would have had a quippy one-liner about it later in the movie when they have a scene together. Yeah, like he could cut off her lips. Right. Like, here's some lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a great kill. But we already wrote a better movie. Shame. But they hear someone coming in and all the kids leave, leaving Chucky behind. Colonel Cochran comes in, finds Chucky. He's like, what the fuck? Puts him in the trash. Turns around, Chucky's gone. <laughs> Surprise. Chucky startles him, uh, and he has a heart attack and dies. Which, like, I don't know, very a very theatrical heart attack. Like he had yeah. he had it in him. If there was if there was an Oscar for this movie, it might have to go to him. <laughs> but I don't think it made the cut. I don't think it was released at the rate. Yeah, you know? right, yeah. I, I blame it on the release date more yeah, than anything. Probably. You know, maybe rule number forty nine exercise, I don't know a whole lot much uh, a whole lot about his health conditions. But I say exercising couldn't have hurt. Couldn't have hurt. Couldn't have hurt. Get in a little more car cardio. Go for a nice walk around Kent Military Academy. Yep. And, you know, maybe you don't have a heart attack for seeing a doll. Yep, I'm seeing a walking doll. So the next day, Sergeant Botnick tells Whitehurst, hey, you need a haircut. Andy, you need a haircut too. Come by next week. Didn't you just get one yesterday? <laughs> He got one yesterday, and he's, like, very aggressively grabbing these children by the hair. Yep. And, like, another sign that whoever's doing the hiring at Kent Military Academy, please do your job. Yeah, be better. Be better. Andy tries to warn Tyler, like, hey, you seen Chucky? Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. Stay away from him. And Tyler's like, you're just jealous because he's my best friend now. Fuck off, Tyler. What a fucking, like, come on, my guy. God, I hate this kid. He's He's something else. Uh, but Andy's like, all right, fine. Here, have my knife used to protect yourself. So Tyler has a knife now. Rule five, locked and loaded. Something. Mm-hmm. So Sergeant Botnick gives Whitehurst a haircut. And then he finds Chucky in one of his cabinets and decides to give the doll a haircut. And then Chucky comes to life and cuts his throat before he can even do anything. Which, like, in my 27 years of life now, especially my years of an adult, if I ever saw a doll, I don't think my first thought would be, I just really want to fucking cut this doll's hair. Yeah, I, when I find a doll, I don't think anything. Oddball. Like, it's it's a doll. Okay. He's and an oddball. So I don't I I don't want to say his death was deserved, but his death was kind of deserved. But he didn't really break any rules. <laughs> he didn't break any rules. Besides, yeah, I guess. Like he had no chance. No, to you're just you're just a weirdo. Yeah, like, he's a weirdo. It bit you in the butt. Like didn't break any rules, but. Could have went better for you. Yeah. I don't have any rule violations for Botnik. But uh, as he's dying, Whiters comes back in. He's like, oh, there's a killer doll killing somebody. I'm going to run away and not tell anyone about this. Just freak out about it a little bit and then deny, deny, deny. Yeah, he's going to follow rule 11, get out. Yeah. And then just pretend he's not in a horror movie. Not tell anybody. Even though Andy already warned him about this. He could have told Andy. Now it sounds like a crazy person. Right. But Whiters is going to be a little bitch and just deny and deny and deny and deny. Turns out we're doing war games, and all, basically all the kids are going to be out in the woods, and they're going to, like, it's capture the flag with mixed with paintball. So Whitehurst 
Shelton, De Silva, and Andy, they are all on the blue team, while Tyler is on the red team. I mean, they are all going to be given guns loaded with paint, but meanwhile, Chucky is switching out all the ammo of the red team's guns from paint to real ammunition. Don't think that's how that works. I don't think so. But I am here for it. But I, I'm fine with it, you know? If if it works in the Chucky-verse, you know, I am... In an alternate universe out there, where yes. souls can be passed through voodoo spells, yes. ammunition can also fit in all types of guns. Yes, it's it's simple. It's simple. The multiverse. Just, it's the multiverse. Uh, yes. Rick and Morty, everybody. Yes. <laughs> so they head out into the woods. Andy's trying to get Whitehurst to fess up. Doesn't work. So that night, they're out in the woods. Uh, Andy goes to probably go and find Tyler to warn him again or protect him, but De Silva goes with him, and they just make out on top of a cliff instead. It was, uh, you know, a very a very random scene, but... The scene's only there to set up the fact that there's a carnival in town because they're on a cliff, and you can see the right. carnival in the back. Right, and pay, pays off on uh, Andy's horniness yep. for De Silva. I can't... She reveals her first name. I can't remember Kristen. Kristen doesn't matter. Kristen De Silva doesn't doesn't matter because they make out once and then she does not come back in any of the sequels. Oh, so sad. Nothing matters. She just live, lives out the next like thirty minutes and then she's she's out. Who's another? I mean, we'll talk about it later. But another person who can verify that Chucky is indeed this living and breathing doll. Yep. We have lots of people in this movie who can. All these kids yes. are going to see him in a little bit here, and nobody's going to buy it. So no, whatever. So. Andy ends up stealing the map, Shelton's map, and goes off to find Tyler. Tries to get Whitehurst to go with, but Whitehurst is like, you know what, I don't want to get involved. Fair enough. You know, Whitehurst is a little bitch, but, uh, you know, yeah. he doesn't want to be involved in the horror movie. Which is fair. He is following the rule. No, you're in a horror movie. Yep. So he is just saying, no, guys, I'm out. Rule 30, don't be a good Samaritan. He, yeah. Who is Tyler to him? He's yeah. just some kid. Yeah. He's not going to go help this rando. Right. Look out for yourself. Yeah. I don't win what her not going with. No. Killer Dolls, man, I am out. <laughs> I would also not risk my own skin for somebody I met 48 hours ago when a killer doll is on our tail. So the blue team, Shelton discovers the map is missing, so they think red team might have stolen it, and they're going to make a move, but they realize it was Andy. Andy makes it to the red team's camp and find, discovers Tyler's missing because Chucky has finally shown up. So Chucky and Tyler, they're out in the woods, and Chucky pulls a knife on him, and Tyler finally realizes... Oh, I'm in a horror movie. This is the last straw. <sighs> Fuck it. He knows now, and he pulls his knife and stabs Chucky with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. He doesn't double tap, but like, no, Chucky is a way bigger knife. It's very true. You know, I mean, it's fair enough to like stab and run away. Right. At, at this point, in that situation, I'm fine. Right. With it. Um, Much better than any of his other actions leading up to this. Yeah, moment. it's fine. We're gonna. You're moving in the right direction. Redemption. Yep. Shelton catches Andy, and Whitehurst still won't back him up, like, because Andy's, like, trying to say, hey, Tyler's in trouble. Whitehurst, you can at least get him out of a little bit of trouble here. Right, like, you can you can still realize you're in a horror movie, you can stay out of it, but you can also, like, confirm Andy's story and make people believe so maybe other people don't have to die later on. Yeah, and Chucky could be around right now, you could be exactly. in the horror movie anyway. Exactly. And he is, he captures De Silva... And gets on the radio and is like, hey, blue team, give me Tyler and I will give you De Silva. Mm-hmm. And then Tyler shows up and you know, the, the, or he's on the red team, so they capture him. And then Chucky switches over to the red team channel and is like, hey, red team, blue team's making a move. They're going to be at this coordinates. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you come get them? And red team just says, A-OK, a random person I do not know. <laughs> 
this leads to like my favorite moment in the movie, which we'll get to. But like this is some this is some five D chess on Chucky's part. Oh, absolutely. I'm into it. All all leading up to the Jeep scene. Yep, uh, the epic Jeep scene. So Chucky's holding De Silva hostage. De Silva, Killer Doll's holding you hostage. You're in a horror movie. Yes. And he's got a grenade. So no fuck around. And so Shelton sends Andy and Tyler out to kind of you know negotiate with what turns out to be Chucky. He doesn't know it right away. And the Silver and Tyler, they switch spots. They do the hostage trade. They negotiate mm-hmm. with terrorists. Mm-hmm. Apparently. I don't know if that's a rule or not. Do It's not. They're buying time. They're buying time. That's I fair. think it's okay. Okay. So Shelton's team comes in and they open fire with just their paint and doesn't do anything. But then Shelton's like, is that a fucking doll who's talking and got a grenade? What the fuck? Shelton, you're in a horror movie. Right. Please realize it here. Doesn't matter. Red Team comes in and opens fire with their live ammunition and kills fucking Shelton. One shot through the heart. And they fire a few more times before they realize. They do, which is surprising. Like, I granted it was dark out, but if you see someone fire one bullet, enemy goes down, and you think you're shooting, essentially, paintballs, maybe, you know, something's, you know... Not 100%. I don't really blame Shelton oh. for getting killed. Yeah. Like, not his fault. Like, the guy was a dick, but he didn't technically break any rules besides stealing no. the doll earlier. If anything, I I blame the red I blame the red team second and third shots. Yeah. Like, first guy, I'll give, you know, obviously he didn't know. Second and third people, you should know a little bit better. Oh, yeah. So, th- they realize Shelton's dead, and it leads to a fight. Uh, the second in command guy and Andy and DeSilva, they all start, like, fighting like physically and Chucky planned it all yeah uh, Andy's behind everything what there's a killer doll right there major (laughs) that you just saw and they all take their eyes off Chucky roll two constant vigilance everybody so Chucky just tosses out his grenade and Whitehurst leaps on the grenade takes the blast to the chest and it kills him you pick now to be a good Samaritan Whitehurst right you've been ignoring ignoring the fact that Chucky exists till now but you decide to take one for the team. And almost everyone here has been a complete asshole to you. Yes, there hasn't been one good deed outside of Andy. And De Silva. Ever- and De Silva. Everyone else has been an asshole to you. At what point do you just go like, you know what? I'm going to look the other way, just like I have everything else during this entire movie. Like, you're you're looking the other way when it doesn't suit you. Now you're going to not look the other way when it doesn't right. suit Like, So he jumps on the grenade and dies. Okay. Rule 30, don't be a good Samaritan. Don't jump on a grenade for a bunch of pricks and people you just met. Let them go. Just be like, hey, grenade, run away. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there is time. <laughs> Tyler seizes the opportunity because Chucky's busy laughing about all this, so he just runs away. Chucky follows, and Andy and DeSilva go after him. Going into the third act. Dun, dun, dun. Tyler makes it all the way to the carnival and makes it to the security tent and meets the security guard. Chucky somehow got there first? Which makes zero sense. I don't know if he's just like secretly an Olympic sprinter yeah. or what's going on, but somehow makes it there first, makes it into the security tent. Steals a guard's gun and shoots him. Yes. I got nothing for the guard. Who who could have predicted right. a doll's going to come to life? And Un- unfortunate circumstances. So Chucky takes Tyler hostage and takes him into like the haunted house ride mm-hmm. to perform the ceremony. So Andy and DeSilva show up. They find the dead security guard. And there's another gun that DeSilva takes. Lock and load. Good shit. I don't really know why De, De Silva's here. Andy, it makes sense. He, he kind of has to be here, but De Silva mm-hmm. didn't need to come with. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be a good Samaritan. <laughs> no. Again, I'm going to blame it on teenage horn- hormones, and after that kiss, she was also 
looking to get some. Yeah, they're going to rescue this kid and then go to Bone Town. Exactly. So they go into the haunted house after him, and uh, we get a big shootout between Chucky and De Silva, and Chucky wounds De Silva, and so Andy takes the gun and goes after him. Mm-hmm. And they have to keep dodging like the rides that are coming through the haunted house. Yep. So it's a little bit of rule number 16, look both ways before crossing the street. I think that's fair. I think that not only applies to roads, but... Carnival rides yeah, as well. roller coaster, roller yes. haunted house type things. Yep. No one gets hit by one, but it gets close a couple of times. It does. So we get a like, chase scene through the haunted house, and eventually Tyler and Chucky end up on top of this mountain of skulls. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andy's trying to climb up there to rescue Tyler. He falls off, and he realizes he doesn't have enough time to save Tyler before Chucky finishes the chant. So he follows rule 22, take the shot. Um, and his second and third bullets hit Chucky and seem to kill him. Mm-hmm. He's done it. The movie's over, right? We're done? Falls right into the gigantic, uncovered industrial fan. Uh, well, he's going to. Well, he's going to. Yeah, for some That's reason, in house, there's a massive, giant industrial fan. I don't know why this is here. Uh, it makes no goddamn sense. Gotta move those streamers. Gotta, gotta make that fire look real. <laughs> so Andy gets to the top, and it's safe. We're all fine. Oh, no, Chucky's back. What? Oh, my God. And so he almost knocks Tyler off the mountain, even though, like, he could have easily just started climbing. Like, there was no reason Tyler should have been in so much peril. Right. It's a very climbable mountain. Very much. And even if you fall, like, you have things to grab onto on your way down. It's not, it's steep, but it's not to the point that you're, like, falling directly into this fan, you know? No, you'd fall next to it. Yeah. Andy's holding on to Tyler. Chucky is, like, climbing on Andy's back. Looks like he's trying to bite him or something. I don't know. But... Tyler hands Andy his knife back, and Andy stabs him, cuts his, Chucky's hand off, and then yeets him right near the fan. Very impressive to do, to knife someone on your back, somehow slice off their entire hand, and then move into getting them right into the fan. Yeah, yeets him right into the fan. Doesn't even need to double tap, because what people have always said in like these slasher movies, why don't they just cut the head off and like destroy the body? Why don't people do that? Fucking Andy does it right here. Multiple times by now in, yeah. in by the third movie. And this is a really cool destruction of Chucky, too. It is. Yeah, this is, this is another highlight of the movie. It's just like hey, Chucky getting chopped up by this fan. Very thorough. And one thing I, I, I did forget to mention earlier is uh, Chucky actually got his part of his face sliced off by a, a scythe in this haunted yes. house. Why was that scythe so sharp? I don't know. That's carnival that's ride. Another OSHA violation. Yeah, more OSHA violations. That's right. Uh, with, uh, Chuck Child's Place Two is the OSHA violation. Movie. Yes. So yeah, Chucky constant vigilance rule two. So the movie ends with the Silva going to the hospital and Andy possibly getting arrested, at least taken away by the cops. At least, I, yeah, I would. I was gonna say like obviously he's probably gonna be questioned, but it was it kind of made it sound like he was getting arrested because they thought. He murdered all these people again. He's like, don't worry, been through this rigmarole. Yep. And all he's, they got to do is interview Tyler De Silva and all the little kids at, back at right. the base. And like, oh no, there was a killer doll. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they'll do that. Who knows? Uh, we'll see. Andy will we'll be back in, in uh, the sixth movie. Uh, we're going to take a little break from and, and the saga of Andy for the next two movies, but he'll be back. I'm excited to hear what uh, what happened to him after his car ride back to the police station. We will find out. I hope so. Uh, but that is the end of Child's Play 3. We're done with that one. We're through the worst of this series. No new rules. This is... We're just spinning our wheels here. 
Yes. There's absolutely nothing new yes. here. Yes, much like the creative direction, there's <laughs> there's nothing new here. <laughs> this is all reruns of horror movies you've already seen. Basically. Uh, so let's get into some awards, huh? All right, let's do it. First, we have the Randy Meeks Marriage Badge, which goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Um, this is, of course, based off Randy from Scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are you thinking? Who do you think did the best job at following the rules here? Honestly, I think... Oh, my gosh. I'm torn. I think that it might be Andy. I, like, I, I gotta I think, agree. I Yeah. Like, I think that I don't always agree with his decisions, but I think that he made the right ones nonetheless. Yeah. When he first sees Chucky being taken to the dumpster... Mm-hmm. To Chucky's first attack on him, mm-hmm. Andy is woefully underprepared for that yeah. when he should have been. But beyond that, I think he does a great job. Right, right. He steps up to save this kid, and you know, normally I say don't be a good Samaritan, but Andy is in the crosshairs of Chucky no matter what. Right. So he's got to do this. He has to be involved. Right. So for someone who has to be involved in the horror movie, you he know, does a fine job. He does a really fine job. Yeah. Um, so I think. Andy Barkley, and this is his second time winning this award, so he he's is. a multi-time winner. We'll see he if he can is. do it again, too. Two, two for three so far yeah. in the franchise is not a bad mark. Especially considering he won as like a six-year-old the first time. All right. Yeah, that's right. pretty good. So Andy Barkley, pretty impressive track record in the Child's Play series, gotta mm-hmm. say. Uh, so Night of the Living Club Award is next, which goes to the character the worst job at following the rules. And this is based off Barbara from Night of the Living Dead, the worst movie character of all time. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Have you seen that one? I have. And I I think our our winner from this movie gives her a running for worst character. Yeah. And, but here's the thing is that we have a, like three people we could that give is this true. to. That's true. Um, nominations. I'm going to throw out three nominations. You tell me what you think. Okay. I think Mr. Sullivan. Yep. I think Whitehurst and Tyler yep. are all trash. Yes. So, what do you think? Who, who? I think all three of those are fair for all three very different reasons. The one that comes to my head right away, though, is obviously Tyler. Mm-hmm. I I think he is definitely the most prominent in the movie, but his actions have the most adverse effect on others during the movie. That's true. I think Whitehurst and Mr. Sullivan, if he. He had the first mistake that led all this to happen again, but since he only had that one mistake, I'll kind of, you know, I'll, I'll let him off the hook. Shitty, shitty act, but not a big enough role. Whitehurst is back and forth for me. Yeah. I don't think he's like, I think that's the thing is that he's always, he's hot, very hot and cold, whereas Tyler... Every time he's on screen, I'm like, I get it. You're, you know, six years old, but get it together. Yeah, I think we can knock out Whitehurst. We can knock out Whitehurst. So Tyler it has definitely lower lows than Mr. Sullivan, I think, because he is so stupid. Yes. Um, then when he finally realizes Chucky is a villain, which takes entirely too long, but when he finally realizes it, he's pretty good with his escape. Yeah. So he's got higher highs than Sullivan, but lower lows. Mm-hmm. Sullivan, does he do anything right in his in his entire screen time? No. I mean, he's only in probably the first eight minutes of the yeah, movie. He's got two scenes. But there are two v- scenes with very poor decisions. So as far as, like, percentage 
of bad moves, he definitely tops the list. I think so, too. He's 100% of his moves were terrible. The If you're counting the quantity of bad moves, yep. that swings the other way to Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, and that's always the big question we run into. Right. Um, Alex, you're, you're, you're our expert here. I'm leaning towards Sullivan. Okay. Because Tyler is a dumbass. He's also true. seven. That's true. We can. I'll also. I'll give him a little bit of grace. A little bit of grace, and then when he finally, when it gets through his thick fucking skull that he mm-hmm. that he's in a horror movie, he does fine. So he's so stupid for just like not realizing he's in a horror movie sooner, which is the number one rule. Right. But Sullivan was just trash. Like he yeah. couldn't get up after being hit with a single dart. Yes. I mean, we're beer darts players. We've yes. seen someone get hit with a dart before, and they were fine. Yes. No one that I know of has become paralyzed because of one of our games. Yes. Gets strangled to death by a yo-yo. That's just embarrassing. Yes. And has a train track around his ceiling <laughs> as someone who could very possibly be coming up on being, like, a great-grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how Chucky managed to kill this guy, uh, but he is such a little bitch. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I that, agree. That is like, I think we have our winner. Yeah, we do have our winner. I just want to say <laughs> there's more and more credence to the don't be a little bitch rule because Whitehurst, is. Sullivan, and Tyler are all little bitches. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> keep that in mind. Don't be a little bitch. Uh, but I, I think I want to give it to Sullivan. I think that's fair. I think luckily, too, I'm, I'm guessing unless he gets reincarnated, too, we won't have to see him again. No, the only person that comes back from this movie besides Chucky is Andy. We never okay. see any of these other characters again. Thank Christ. Who knows what happens? I mean, what's what's your take on what happens to De Silva? She, if she gets shot and we never see her again, does in, in your head canon, is she alive and well? Does she die in the hospital before she can tell anyone about Chucky. I think she makes it out okay. and is realizing, oh, there's a killer doll after this kid. Uh, I'm going to cut ties and not date him because I've known him for two days. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, rule 35, known to cut ties. Yeah, if on the second day you've known someone that you're interested in, you find out there's a psychopathic murderer after them who also is a doll. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Weigh your pros and cons here. Yeah. Make um, a list. So she probably cut ties and moves on and is probably okay. very happy now. Okay. That's we don't fair. see Tyler again either. Hallelujah. They're out of the series. Good for them. Amen. Uh, but Sullivan is the Night of the Living Pleb, and he is not so living anymore. Amen. All right. Gimont, you want to come back for uh, the fourth movie, Bride of Chucky? I think I got it. I need to see who ends up hooking up with Chucky here. Yeah. It sounds yeah, like, I mean, Bride. So it sounds like all this, like, pent-up, horny energy that he, he showed through this movie may finally pay off in the fourth installment oh yeah <laughs> which kind of makes me nervous oh I, yeah it will i don't know if i'm i don't know if i'm ready to You're see not. uh you are not no one's ready no one no one's ready to see doll penetration you ever seen team america world police i i have and yeah. that's as close to doll porn as i'll ever want to see Oh yeah. I give, okay. Well, uh, yeah. I'm. I think I'm regretting saying yes. But, <laughs> it's too you late. Know, I will. In. I'll go for it. Uh, Brad and Chucky's fought. I like Brad and Chucky. All right. Cool. So that'll go on the wheel. Which reminds me. Guess what? The wheel of spooks is back, baby. Let's hear it. It's been vaccinated. It's out of quarantine. Let's it's go. It's good to go. So we have eight spots on the wheel. Two of them are taken up by Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday, because. Okay. We want to get to Freddy versus Jason. Sure. Um, we're cu- we're on the Nightmare on Elm Street series. We're up to Freddy versus Jason. So okay. I want to get the Friday the Thirteenth movies up okay. to there too. So there are two spots for the for Jason Goes to Hell the final Friday. Okay. Also, we have Scary Movie Four, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, Don't Breathe, Bride of Chucky, 
Leprechaun Origins, and The Exorcist for the beginning. So... A lot of good choices. Uh, let's see. Are there any good choices on here? One, <laughs> two, three. I'd say four. I'd say half the wheel is fine. There you go. Half of it is dog shit. All right. Guimont, spin the wheel. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Scary Movie 4. Let's go. Oh, uh, we're going back to scary movie. Uh, we've already finished the good ones in this series. We're onto the dog shit now. So uh, we'll be doing scary movie four next weekend. I'm assuming that'll be fine because that's my roommate Josh. Josh will be back for scary movie four. Uh, we'll get to see Shaq and Doctor Phil take on Jigsaw. What more could you ask for? What from more a movie? could you ask for from a movie? Uh, which you can follow us on Twitter at How to Horror. That's How the Number Two Horror. Yeah, dude. Thanks for doing this. This is fun. Absolutely. Looking, hope, hoping for a quick spin for CP4. Yeah, uh, Bride of Chucky. It's going to be a good time. All right, this has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie podcast. Stay safe out there. Uh, uh.